This is episode 28 of the Rise Up podcast. We're a morning radio show hosted by Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life, a network of stations across New York and Pennsylvania. Our podcast is a weekly conversation that'll help you think and grow in your faith. If you haven't already, subscribe today so you don't miss a single episode and find out more about our show at familylife.org. If you're looking for fun, hope, and encouragement, you've come to the right place. This is Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. How couldn't it be a good thing? I've always thought like random acts of kindness. Right. You know, I've heard that. Like that's like always a good thing, right? Hmm. I, I don't know. I, I saw a story recently that made me kind of look at it from a different angle. I'd love to hear what you think. Random acts of kindness, they kind of have a way of going viral sometimes. And it's sort of become like a trend, like a TikTok trend to do something nice for somebody and post it, but you're taking a video of it the whole time and posting it. And that's where the story came up because actually a couple people who have been the recipients, I don't want to say victims, but recipients of these random acts of kindness were like really kind of offended. You know, one was a guy who got his groceries paid for. Uh, and his response to that was, what do I, do I look like somebody who needs to have their groceries paid for? And, and my family all saw this video and then they're contacting me and saying, Hey, do you need help? What's wrong? Somebody's buying your groceries. Like, wow, there's a act of kindness that went wrong. I mean, is there, is there some way in which something that always looks like a good thing could ever have like a, a, another side to it that, Whoa, didn't see that coming. I don't know. I have a couple of takes on this or a couple of, mm-hmm. as you bring that up, one is the, in this, I don't know, it's just a, it's somewhat of a personal thing, but there's also something in the Bible about it in uh, the anonymous factor of a mm. random acts of oh. kindness. I always, when I see random acts of kindness being broadcast and displayed to me, it, I mean, God always looks at the heart. So that just my, mm, that's my sure. opinion when I look at it. Who knows what the heart behind it was? But God's always looks at the heart. I know that. And uh, so if, if you're doing a random act of kindness to show other people, hey, look how good I am, mm. that, that's one take on the random act of kindness. I've always, always been an anonymous kind of random act of kindness. I, I kind of look twice at someone who broadcasts a mm. random act of kindness. Right. And I think the scripture you're talking about is Matthew 6, 4. It says, so that your giving may be in secret. Mm. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And and that's kind of the heart of what you mean, I think. I think, yeah, exactly. But now that's the giving. Now what you brought up, Tim, the receiving of it. I yeah. learned something a while back from someone. I can't remember who it was, but I'll just, I'll never forget these words. If someone blesses you with a random act of kindness, mm. Don't steal their blessing. Mm. Don't say, no, I can't take that. No, I don't want that. No, I mean, they, they are intending, you assume, to bless you. And if you, like, uh, push them off or, like, no, I don't deserve that. It's like, yeah. so if someone wants to bless you with something, a random act of kindness or whatever it is, don't steal their blessing. Yeah, like, don't, I guess, take offense. If you're taking offense at it, it's probably saying more about, like, where your own heart is at than the giver like the giver they've they've got a stand that's a good point that you've both brought up like it's about the heart like the giver it's up to them what they're giving for but if i'm receiving something well either way it doesn't matter why it was given to me it's up to me to have like a a humble response and not to be too proud to accept something i I wonder if there's another aspect too of the other the other part that gets me is like okay I, i i see that you know you don't want your giving to be about oh look at me but at the same time, there's 
also like this idea we see in scripture of our giving, encouraging others to do the same, letting your light shine before others. So there's also some area where, yeah, you don't, it's, it's good to let our good works be known to other people. But I mean, of course, it's why we're doing it, right? But that's an interesting aspect of it maybe also is that, yeah, what, uh, how do you let your light shine without making it about you? And I think it comes back to the heart. You know, we've had an opportunity a couple times to be a part of some really cool things by financially giving, you Mm -hmm. know, giving to some missionaries and watching some really cool stuff happen or things like that. And as I've shared those things with people individually, that's the thing, like not broadcast on the Internet, but with people individually, I've been able to say, like, look what God let us be a part of. You know, it wasn't so much like, look what we did because we're so awesome. It was like this really cool thing that he was able to bless me by allowing me to give, you know. And so it was almost like focusing on the gift that I received by giving. It wasn't so much like, oh, this person was so desperate that they needed my help, which I think is what's offensive to people, you know, when they feel like, you're just doing this to make a video to put online to go viral. Does it cheapen the act? Yeah. You know, does it make it not so sweet? Because it's not just one human showing love to another human by giving, maybe sacrificially. It's one human using another human to gain popularity on the internet. Mm-hmm. Ew, that yeah. feels icky, you know, <laughs> because the, the motivation is different. Yeah. The motivation is interesting in that another thing just to consider here uh, is let's say it's a financial gift. I mean, sometimes you think of gifts. So let's take money now. And let's say I give Tim money. I'm just giving you an example now. I give Tim money as a gift and it's meant for something. In my mind, it's mm. meant for something. As Therese, you already mentioned, and, and we've mentioned here many times, it's always a matter of the heart with God. So my intention was good. My intention was to give Tim money. And in my mind, I thought, okay, Tim's going to use this for something. Well, Tim uses it for totally something else. And he tells me, oh, that money you gave me, I use it for this. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, that's no. not what I was, right. that's not what I would have done with <laughs> the money, you know, and that you run into that problem too, because it's always a matter of a, the heart with God. If I've given the money to Tim with a good heart, I've released it. It's, it's, it's God's now. God can do well, it. was God's to start with. Exactly. Yeah, it's part exactly. of the mindset. Yeah, that's right. right. Exactly. That. It's part of the mindset. And mm-hmm. so, you know, to be careful not to give money to someone else or anything to someone else with the heart of, they better do this with it, mm. because it's, like you said, it's not it's not mine to begin with. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about kindness for a second, because so often when we see these random acts of kindness, it's about giving someone something or surprising them with money. There seems to be something uh, very tangible and valuable in a financial way. you know. But when we read about kindness in the Bible, there are some interesting ways that Jesus showed kindness. He showed kindness when he healed a leper, you know, when he saw someone's need to be in community with others Mm -hmm. and he healed him so that he could be. Now, you may not have the ability to heal a leper, but what can you do for someone that allows them to be part of a community? Could you invite somebody into something? Uh, That's a way to be kind. Having dinner with a sinner, that's an act of kindness that Jesus gave. Who can you invite to come break bread at your table. Jesus showed compassion to the sick. He forgave people who hurt him, including you and me. 
those are all wonderful acts of kindness. And they're not things that have to be broadcast, you know, on the internet by yeah. any means. But boy, what a way to just show kindness. Send a note to someone. I ran into a woman at Kingdom Bound and she almost broke down in tears. And I said, what, can I just ask what I did? I don't remember what I, I did for you. And I feel bad because it was so significant. And she said, you sent a sympathy card when my husband died. Mm. And I just thought, that's amazing because I send a ton of cards. Like I send cards all the time and how God can take 50 some odd cents, you know, and a, a few dollars in a card and use it to bless somebody is amazing. And I was just astounded that it meant so much to her. And it was kind of like, wow, how God takes the little things that we do are small efforts and he multiplies them into big things for the recipient. That is letting God be in the middle of your kindness. And I think that that's the key, you know, whether it's your motivation, what you decide to give, who you decide to give it to, when you invite God into it, when you pray, Lord, how can I be kind today? You're going to see really amazing things happen. And maybe maybe that's what the world needs to hear on social media. Yeah. Is you know, yeah. is how God can take mm-hmm. this little thing and make it into such a a big thing. I mm-hmm. mean, that's what he does, right? Yeah, yeah. There's nothing random about that. You're not late. You're right on time. And we're glad you're here. This is Rise Up on Family Life. I don't know. What would you say, Therese? How many followers does one need to have to be considered a social media influencer? You want me to give you the Sunday school answer? <laughs> Sunday school, sure. Twelve. Twelve. Oh, look at that. And that is the perfect oh, number love it. for the influencer I'm thinking about. Social media wasn't around when Jesus was on earth. But yeah, he kind of went viral just the old-fashioned way, right. just interacting with people. And it's funny because... His brothers, who at the time, the word tells us they they were not believers in him when he was ministering, they told him, hey, you know, Jesus, if you really want people to follow what you're doing, you really want to get a lot of followers, more influence, you should be doing these miracles in the city. You should be doing them where people are. I mean, you could really be in there with the movers and the shakers. You could really have some big time social influence here. Eh, that's not always what God's about, though. Is it always about the numbers? No, he can use numbers to have influence. But I'm thinking the kind of influence like Jesus had is what he wants to do through each one of us. It's not about how many numbers we've got, how many followers we have. It's the hearts that we influence for God. That's the real kind of influence he's after. Hashtag disciples. Of course we're happy. You're here. Why wouldn't we be? Thanks for listening to Rise Up on Family Life. Don't look now. Don't panic. I looked. I'm sorry. But there's a pickle on the ceiling. What? No. No, see, I said not to look. No, don't look up. It's not here. Okay. Uh, the pickle on the ceiling, you know, it's not at your local fast food joint either. Actually, I guess I don't know. There might be pickles on the ceiling there. I haven't been. <laughs> there's a pickle on the ceiling at an art gallery, and uh, it's asking $6,000. This pickle on the ceiling hmm. is a modern art installment. Now, this isn't what bothers me the most, that it's $6,000 for this pickle on the ceiling. Uh, after all, it might be the artist's bread and butter. Um, who knows? Ooh. But what, what, we really need, what, we, yeah. what we really need is a name for it, because the uh-huh. artist is called the installment pickle. 
Peggy and Barton, New York, says, how about high school cafeteria? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Penny is in McCain, PA. She says the Sistine Chapel. Pickle. Pickle. Oh, I like that a lot. Yeah. I like Cindy that a lot. Cindy and yeah. Darian says it is a total classic. Huh. Classic oh. work of art. Yes. Yeah. There you go. There we go. <laughs> Who's this? Dana Joe from Ovid. Green light. Green light. Nice. Because it's up on the ceiling. ceiling? Yeah. It's a green yeah. light. Oh. I'm trying to think of what would be the red and the yellow. Well, the uh, ketchup and the ketchup. Mustard. mustard. Look at that. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm Mike and I live in Palmyra. What's your uh, better name for the pickle art than pickle? How about uh, deliberate? <laughs> it was dill ibrit. It was flung like did that there. pickle end up on the ceiling by accident? No, it was dill, <laughs> dill ibrit. You got it exactly. Look Thank you. Thank you. It. Thank Creative you so. spirit Bye-bye. is alive and well. <laughs> bye bye. Hey, this is Joe, and I'm in Shenango Forks. Uh, no big deal because that's no big deal if it's pickles on the ceiling. <laughs> I agree. No the six thousand dollars might be a big deal, to, but you <laughs> yeah, know, maybe it is a big deal. <laughs> but no, I think I, I think yeah, it, quite it could agrees. be like three feet. Round, I don't know. It's true. <laughs> a three foot pickle <laughs> would be a really big deal. We're going to need to get bigger buns. <laughs> we hope the rest of your day is just as much fun as this. You're listening to Rise Up on Family Life. Do you have the faith of a mustard seed? We know that That's from the, the Bible, right? The little, tiny, the little tiny. If you little do, you should hold on to it because, like just about everything else, there's a mustard seed shortage. Oh. And for this, we can thank our neighbors to the north. Hmm. Canada is where they grow a good portion of the world's supply of mustard seed. Didn't I had no that. idea. There's like yeah. the prairies of Canada as, you know, farming Mecca. And <laughs> wow. uh, they um, didn't mustard. plant as much because there wasn't as much of a demand. But then weather came and the crop wasn't as big as they'd hoped. Now there is a shortage of mustard seed. And so for the sake of your faith, <laughs> uh-huh. sake, hold on to all uh-huh. the mustard seed you can. Uh-huh. Huh. <laughs> Makes sense now. I mean, you said I didn't know about the Canada thing. Right, that they grow most of the world. Now I know where French's mustard came from. (laughs) Right. Bilingual mustard. Thank you very (laughs) much. Canada. It's okay. You can go back to bed in about 16 hours. In the meantime, thanks for listening to Rise Up on Family Life. I have a theory. I had a thought. I just wanted to make sure hearing it from dog owners, since I am not a dog owner, wanted to find out something, needed some information about it. Now, we got Micah from Sayer with us right now. Micah, what's your dog's name? Uh, my dog's name is Kaya. She is a golden doodle poodle mix. Uh, cool. So she already had was golden doodle, and then her dad was a poodle again. So, so. she's a golden doodle oodle. Doodle 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 doodle. Doodle dandy. I love it. What what do you a typical day for your dog? Wake up, go crazy, run around and knock the kids over with her tail, eat lots of food, run around some more, and then probably go to sleep. My dog every time uh, I get on the phone, she uh, does this weird barking. Ah. Her. Tell us what your dog does, you think, during a typical day. Uh, likes to climb up on my lap, even though she's a huge lab and knows better. Plays all day. Um, she lays around and does nothing. And if the phone rings, she does this noise she's making right now. <laughs> Here, she's talking to you. She is. We can hear. This is, uh-huh. this is pretty much what I thought. And here's the reason I asked for this information. Today is one of those special calendar days. Okay. It's called Work Like a Dog Day. So apparently, here's what I have to do. I wrote these down. So here's what I have to do today. I have to wake up, done that, to run around. I'll get to that. Uh, Eat. I've done a little bit of that. Uh, I have to go to sleep. 
Did no. not get on my lap. Well, that was the next thing. That was going to be awkward. Uh, let's say I play That's around like a little. That's like a call to HR. That's right. right. Yeah, don't I don't want to do that. that. I got to watch who I uh, climb on. Uh, I have to lay around doing nothing. Right. I'm pretty good at that. I can do that. I feel like you got that. Uh, I have to be demanding. Well, I can right. do that. Uh, and then I'll make some noises when the phone rings. Um, okay. So this is work like a dog day. I think I got this thing down. Whatever happens today, know that God's got it. You're listening to Rise Up on Family Life. Oh, I just applied that. Your dog is licking off your sunscreen again. Not only do you have to reapply now, but that burn blocker isn't good for Fido's tummy either. What if there were a way that you and your lotion-licking-loving dog could stay safe and have fun in the sun? Introducing Kibble Tone, the human sunblock that's safe for dogs to eat. Our specially patented SPF K9 formula is just as tasty as it is effective. With flavors like beach bacon and sunbathed salmon, your pup can lick your sunscreen legs to their heart's content. Kibble Tone sunscreen. Sure, you'll have to reapply every 10 minutes, but your dog will be more than happy to help you out with that. My wife and I didn't have a dog to take on vacation, but thanks to Kibble Tone, we were the most popular people with all of the dogs on the beach. Thanks, Kibble Tone. Kibble Tone, an imaginary sunscreen for the dog day dreams of summer.